Welcome to Left in the South podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, David, and I'm with my good friend here, Caleb. How are you doing? Doing great, man. What's up? I don't know. I'm excited. Oh, as always, you know, I get really excited when we start the podcast. Dude, Hell honestly. yeah, bro. Welcome to yeah, the show. Up. Our week. Yeah. Episode 11. We're um, hot off the title of yet. fresh giveaway. Feeling uh, lots yeah, of morale here in good. the studio. Yeah. Lime Spice, congratulations again. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Our oh, first yeah. giveaway. I feel it went, it went pretty good. I feel like, you know, the guy got his thing literally um, that Sunday. Yeah, we got a quick turnaround here at Left in the South, unlike yeah, the podcast episodes. True. Which take anywhere I mean, between one and five days to come out. I mean, like, technically, like, we don't have a schedule, but, like, the last three episodes were all uploaded, like, ten days away from each other, I believe. That's fine, bro. That's fine. That's, like, an episode every ten days. Yeah. And schedule coming soon. Schedule, Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. you know, we don't want to promise anything here. True. But, um, but anyway, enough housekeeping stuff. What the fuck is up, David? Uh, you know, just another beautiful week on this fucking earth, dude. Uh, went to work, went to class, mostly chilling, though. Hell yeah. I see that uh, you are kind of envious of a child that is better at dancing than you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever feel yeah. inadequate because you can't dance, uh. David? All the time. Sometimes, like, when I'm by myself, I dance like a god, bro. But, like, when everyone's like, all right, when someone's like, dance. And I'm like, uh, how do feet work? (laughs) I mean, dude, I mean, like, that's Spanish people, bro. If, like, you don't know how to dance, bro, you can't find a partner. It's like a mating dance. That's true, because isn't the salsa, like, isn't that, like, the Spanish mating dance, you know? (laughs) I don't know, dude. You don't know? I thought this was your culture, man. It's not my cult, but it's more like Ecuadorian. Like, if you're Ecuadorian or like live in Ecuador, you gotta know how to fucking dance. Cause I like, f- like they do my at least my family, they fucking do like a party every week, like a, you know a little get together where they drink alcohol and shit, and like they do that shit every week. And like you basically got they're always playing music, so you gotta know how to fucking get jiggy with it. Dude, that's the ideal fucking life, man. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Like they like get together. At, like usually it's at my uh, we we when I was a young kid, I used to call them. Uh, uh, uncle like karate basically karate like i'm just a karate uh, it's basically like uh, uncle fucking like karate basically mm. is what we called him sounds weird now saying it but it's yeah. made more sense when <laughs> i was younger but like yeah we we'd usually uh like they host the party there and like i always remember like whenever i hear like ecuadorian music like just me as a child like in the other room because you know <laughs> the adults are fucking drinking downstairs like trying to go to sleep dude that was the worst i hate when like every time okay i used to visit my grandparents in uh, alabama and they would always like send us to the room you know the the moment that marked like when you became a man is like when you were allowed to stay when they didn't send you to the room yeah yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. am i is that just me or no nah, you're definitely correct though yeah 100 percent, man hell yeah, yeah. what's on the so, agenda what's today I mean, uh, just want to know, you know, what's going down in a school for you? Any in new s- stories, anything you want to talk about? No, nah, man. School, right? Actually, yes, because, okay, uh, I'm taking this class called Econometrics, okay? Basically, okay, yeah. so first of all, like I've said on the show, like, econ- economics is pretty much a bullshit major that where they teach you, like, how to, like, how to be a capitalist. A capitalist. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, but anyway, this this class, Econometrics, I've been really looking forward to it for basically ever since I was a freshman, because it's basically the one class that is extremely 
useful in real life society because yeah. what it what it is is basically you're you're learning how to use statistics and trends and stuff to predict the market and you use and obviously that's extremely important because you can use that to try to predict what's going to happen and how to make money trading. how not to lose money and stuff like that yeah exactly like trading is uh you, ever, you have any stocks trading. i don't because i'm a poor piece of shit and i have no money i have uh i have some stocks in a, a constant rage uh, company right oh yeah yeah, yeah. constant yeah. rage LLC. i think i I think I'm actually a uh, majority shareholder. Oh, so. is that true? I thought I was a yeah. one-fourth holder. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But maybe. I know I'm a majority shareholder, and, you know, maybe <laughs> I, I sprinkle a little in what I want to do with A little the, intellectual property you know. in there. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that class has just been ridiculous. We had a, a quiz in there, uh, like, the second week of class, and I left, like, 95% of that thing blank <laughs> and i wrote i was like i oh, honestly have fuck. no idea what happened like i don't know what's going on i don't know how to even start this please meet with me oh, during math. your office hours <laughs> because Dude, i just honestly, I, I had no idea fuck. what was going on and the first thing she told us in the class was we're actually not going to use that much math because even though this is extremely reliant on math most of the things you do you use software you don't really need to understand how it works you just need to understand the concepts and i was like oh that sounds great because you know i'm not like i'm not an idiot i'm good at math this is i don't enjoy it. <laughs> like uh, it's not amazing um because i have a hard time understanding uh, like very deep math i can understand general concepts but like i get mixed yeah. up really easily so i like to use software and i understand how it works but if i tried to do it on paper or something i wouldn't be able to and that's what yeah, I, I thought the class anything, was gonna bro. be and it, like she's been testing us on basically like calculus and and like high, like fucking you know 300 level statistics stuff that i've never even yeah. heard of before it's i haven't it's had like a slide. math class in probably over like three years yeah. So my math is probably pretty fucking bad right now. Yeah, definitely. Mine has always been subpar at best, but I don't know. I, I mean, I managed to get by. I'm gonna be fine, I guess, because I think after yeah, I mean, this I can part, fucking I'll figure it out. You know, do math, easy math. You know, but like, if I can have, you know, when you add algebra in, bro, like, all right, <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Anything beyond like adding and subtracting and multiplying, like yeah. <laughs> even dividing is like a fucking, <laughs> that's a tall uh, ask fuck. for me. Yeah. But yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. How about but, you, um, man? What's been going on? School. School's been good. I uh, received a lot of packages this week, actually. Spent oh, yeah. around, oh like, that's true. You redecorated yeah. your place, didn't you? How yeah. did that go? Yeah. It went really fucking good. It came out pretty nice. Added some acoustic foam. Got a new chair, table. That's why you're sounding uh, fresh as fuck, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You, this is what we really do for you. Tell. Left in the South yeah, fans. Added some furniture. Yeah, dude. Spent a fucking lot of money trying to upgrade my shit. But um, but other than that, you know, setting up the shit was uh, pretty easy, actually. I was surprised of how easy it was to set up the chair and, like, the, the table. Pretty fucking easy. Wow. Other than that, I mean, in uh, class, like, I had this one interesting story. So, um, I guess the, the guy who uh, doesn't have an arm, uh, I guess I'll say his name, Travis, right? His name is Travis. And um, I guess he's, like, decided to become my friend or something like that. Or, like, he decided, like, he's the mo- like, most comfortable per- like, I'm the most pr- comfortable person you can talk to. So, like, he was, like, telling me, he's like, hey, like, you're writing this type of, uh, like, essay bullshit in English, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, what are you writing about? And he was telling me about how, because uh, he's adopted. And he was <laughs> telling me about how, uh, 
Sorry, keep going. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Yeah, he's adopted. So he was left on a train in China, actually. Like, that's where his mother left him because, you know, she couldn't take care of him. Left him on a train in China. Holy shit. Luckily, he was found by the police. (laughs) <laughs> and like but yeah his uh he was adopted that's the only time you can say that statement is when you're yeah. a baby <laughs> like left yeah. on the train but uh luckily he was uh, adopted three years later but you know he he told me some stories in the about his time in the adoption uh care home yeah yeah foster home. foster home yeah that was the word i was looking for and like about how uh one of his brothers like his brother like his adopted brother Right. Like, got his, like, fucking, like, head thrown into the wall, and he has a fucking, like, bump on his head and what stuff like fuck? that. And, like, um, like, just, like, some fucked up shit, like, how fucked up, like, the orphanages are, like, foster homes are. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, basically, like, was telling me that, and, like, you know, like, that was even random. Like, dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, you know, like, yeah, left on a train, adopted brother, like, you know, been through some shit. <clears throat> I actually have a good foster story. Crazy that like i'm kind of embarrassed about now that i'm an adult my my grandma actually was a foster parent and like she she used to have this one girl around for for several years her name was Brittany, and we were actually really good friends but like i regret to say that we did not really treat her with respect like we should have like in a way we kind of always saw her as like an outsider right because she was not actually like her daughter and like Mm -hmm. popular contrary to popular belief i was not always as woke and like a moral paragon like i am now you know i always make the right Mm. decision now obviously but before it was dark times i mean that's understandable you know (laughs) yeah but like basically i remember this one specific time where we were playing and just like we were sliding on the floor like she had hardwood floors in her uh like extra room in her house and we would slide around on our socks and stuff and one time Brittany, she was like older than all of us by like four years or something but she used to play with us because she was an amazing person super nice and she Uh would play with us and we were sliding and one time she slid into the wall and like busted a hole in the drywall and we all like we just ratted her out instantly like i like (laughs) it wasn't specifically me but like someone else i was with literally ran to get my grandma like i don't now looking back on i'm like why the fuck did we do that we could have lied or just like done anything seriously like i feel so bad for that even to this day no solidarity bro for real like i should have had solidarity in that moment but i guess you know nobody's perfect but like i don't know my grandma like didn't mistreat her in the way in the sense that like she beat her or anything but like she was very emotionally abusive allegedly because well as far as i know i guess i don't entirely know but she never told me that anyway but like she was very emotionally abusive because like i was saying it's not it wasn't just us kids that were treating her like she wasn't one of us like the reason that we did that was because ever like the people who were supposed to be taking care of us treated her that way like they treated her like she wasn't actually like someone that they cared about you know like made mm. her feel like she was a burden and like made, like every time they talked to her they'd be like basically saying like we're taking care of her you have to listen to everything we say like basically treating her like a fucking house slave because they were having like the kindness of their heart to like take care of her as an orphan it's really kind of fucked up when i think back to it but i never really realized that when i was young yeah. i don't know the foster system is really fucked up because those kids really should just have professional like help or like people who actually want it like my grandparents were not suited to do that stuff but they like fostering is such a 
it's in such short supply, you know? Mm. There's so many kids without homes out there that yeah, they can't really be sad. picky about it. Um, you know, you could really get into some politics there, but I don't think we really need to, you know, go there. But uh, on other news, uh, happy Lunar New Year. You know, it's True. the year of the rats, man. Hell yes, the year of the big yeah. rats that make all the rules, baby. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. My, uh, Lunar New Year. When that happened? Like, I don't know what day that happened. I'm not entirely sure what that even is, to be honest, because doesn't the moon go through multiple full cycles in one year? I think this is considered like the Chinese New Year. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I'm not actually not that familiar with it. So, um, my my Japanese teacher mentioned it in class the other day, though. So it's the uh, year of the 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 rat, which is in Japanese is Nezumi. It's uh, Nezumi Nen. For our Japanese leader, uh, listeners. Yeah, yeah, for our fellow weebs. <laughs> yeah. So it's Nezumi Nen right now. And what are your what are your plans for this lunar cycle, David? What, how do you want to grow um, as a person in the next lunar cycle? Um, I don't know. I've been trying to be a better person recently to the people around me. How so? And, like, uh, people who I consider my friends. I don't know. I just, like, uh, went through a realization, like, how important my friends were to me. So, I, like, I deleted anyone who I thought wasn't my friend. And, uh, you know, like, that one mean fucking, like, you. oh, yeah, you bring no joy. Yeah. <laughs> you do not spark joy. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah that one, that one. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. That's a Marie Kondo. Another fellow. Cut some of that shit out. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I'm Thank always in favor of cutting the trash out of your life, bro. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, but um, I'm glad to yeah, hear focus that. on other friends. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I mean, like, I, I, I think that like our relationships with we make with each other are pretty much what make us human. You know, so yeah. like, I think that is a really important thing to focus on. I think for this lunar cycle for me, like, I, I do want to focus on that. I always want to focus on that, and I always feel like I need to do better on that. But um, the thing I want to focus on this time, I think I want to start writing again. Mm. Um, yeah, I used to, I used to like, write when I was younger, like, in high school and really when I was, like, a freshman in college. But I don't know. I just kind of stopped. And recently, and I actually stopped for a very specific reason, and I kind of want to talk about it with you. I don't think we've talked about this, okay. actually. Um, but I used to be writing a, a story that for literally for the last five years, basically, I started writing this about five years ago. So I was, you know, 15 <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. writing a story that I thought was really important, wherein the main character at the end of the story actually commits suicide and kills himself. And yeah, bro. yeah it's, it's a pretty heavy shit. And like, um, I mean, like personally, I don't feel compelled to kill myself right but um yeah but i have personally struggled with like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that my whole life to a point where like it's it i don't really take it seriously for for me i do take mental illness seriously in general but i mean like for me whenever i have a thought like that i'm like oh i don't i don't consider it serious because i know i'm yeah. not gonna kill myself at any time you know yeah, what i mean dude, i mean i think i don't know like because i have those thoughts too sometimes it's like right I'm not going to actually kill myself, but dude, it'd be fucking easy if I, if I wanted right, to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I don't want to make light of chronic depression. Like I, I totally understand it because I have lived with it. I don't mean to belittle it, but I think people with it understand what I'm saying. Like if you're a high functioning person with depression, like at some point you are living with it and you kind of just have to accept that like sometimes you're depressed as fuck for no reason, but like you have to keep living your life, you know? And some people, yeah. some people are able to do it. Some people aren't able to do it. Luckily, I am able to do it because I'm not as, 
you know, as I don't have as serious of an illness as some Inflicted, people do. Yeah. Right, exactly. And like, I feel lucky for that. Not a hundred percent lucky because I could not have it at all, but you know, you have to appreciate what you can. But anyway, my mm-hmm. point about it is, is in this story, the reason that I stopped writing this story and the reason that I stopped writing in general, um, in terms of like writing novels and stuff was because I started to relate with the main character a lot. Like, not not so, like, because you were I wanted yourself to... basically exactly and like well I wasn't writing myself but like I saw myself in the main character and in a way that's exactly what I wanted I wanted the readers to be able to relate to the character but then I kind of got nervous because I'm like okay if I'm if me myself someone with depression someone who understands that that how that feels like if I'm able to relate to this character this much and then at the end I have him kill himself it's like what message am I sending to yeah, the people yeah. reading That's the like story dude just fucking end it exactly and like and yeah. i got really like nervous and kind of and this was also around the time that that one netflix special or series came out I uh, forget 13 reasons why. right 13 reasons why and like there was this huge stink about that and i was on the side of people that are like actually suicide is really important to talk about even though it's horrible and but then at the same time the materialist in me at the time i was not as politically developed as i am now but like looking back on it the reason i was hesitant about it was because after that series came out on netflix like there were several people that killed themselves in that way and they were inspired by the show and like some people would say well those people were going to kill themselves anyway they were there was just that was the thing that finally set them off you know but like i don't know if i could live with myself if i was the final thing that caused someone to kill themselves you know what i mean yeah um that would be depressing as fuck yeah, and, like, the purpose of the story is not to glorify suicide. In fact, like, the the message of the story really, to me, is, and the message I wanted to convey, was, like, what it's like to be looking from the outside at someone going through something like this. Like, let's say it's your best friend or something. So, like, when when the reader is reading about this character, like, they're developing a relationship with this character. And then, like, only to read at the end that they die... And there's nothing that the reader can actually do to save them. And, like, the the reader feels helpless in the same way that someone feels helpless when one of their friends is going through, you know, a mental illness. It's like there's nothing you can really do. You know, all you can do is support them as much as you can. But then in the end, like, if you fail, like, what, what more could you do? And that's really the message that I wanted to send because I want to kind of normalize that. And I think it's a really important thing to talk about. But I don't know. It's a very very sensitive topic and it scared me i'm not gonna lie but recently i've started thinking that i should write that story i think it is really important and i don't know i don't i don't think i should be scared of that because i think that i think that in a way it is true like no matter what it is the last thing that sets someone out to kill themselves that the point is not that the point is that we see people going through this kind of stuff every day and no one knows how to help them and people blame themselves when they're not able to help people that are going through things like that and i think that that's wrong and it's a negative aspect of our society that really could change you know yeah i agree with you yeah, yeah but some, that's, some that's of my friends here, convinced man. me to start it again so i think i'm going to yeah bro do it man it's, people need All to hear right. your message i'm planning on writing a uh, thousand words a day for the next 50 days david and then i'm gonna have really? a full novel and we're gonna do a left in the south publishing 
deal. <laughs> and yeah, we're yeah. gonna advertise the book on this and podcast. We're gonna so. like do uh, signings and shit of your book. Yeah, yeah. You can be. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'll you just can fucking write, write my name on it. <laughs> no, no, no. You could write the foreword. You know, like in novels when people write, like I know, I knew Caleb from before when he was writing the story or whatever. And like you tell yeah. about me or something. You can tell a story oh, about fuck. me. That'd be funny. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Deal. Good luck, man. All right, let's do that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, I guess since you know we're we're still like in the little depression mood right now, <laughs> uh, another sad thing to talk about. The Chinese virus, you know, the coronavirus. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Yeah, Wuhan. What shit, is going man, on over there? Like, I don't know, dude. I saw that uh, saw that video posted in Discord, yeah. and it was, like, super sad, like, super depressing. And, like, I, man, I mean, I agree with the message. Like, you know, like, people need to fucking know what's happening. And, like, I thought it was also, like, it was, like, when he, like, mentioned, like, you know, the Chinese people, we're not dumb. We're not brainwashed. Like, we know that, like, China's bad. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, that he would, you know, say something like that. Like, he could literally get himself killed, like, saying something like that. Right. And, like, okay, here's here's the thing, though. Like, it, I even though this <laughs> is about a virus, I do kind of want to talk about politics a little bit in this case. Because, like, it is very hard for me as an American. Like, someone who... I'm not... I am not in favor of the things that the Chinese government does at all, whatsoever. But also, I know in my heart and in my head that our government and our country has this weird obsession with China and like they will just lie for no reason whatsoever just to maintain this image that people have of China. So like did you I don't know if you saw the video of that like supposed Chinese doctor, right? That was talking that was like hysterical, like in tears, like screaming um, no, in Chinese. Well, it was a video very similar to the one that you're talking about that I posted in our Discord. Like, that that guy was very calm, and he was talking about the situation. But there was another video that came out a couple days ago of a doctor basically saying all the same things. Like, saying how the hospitals were, like, absolutely packed, and how, like, the, the, the government was lying about how many people were actually infected. And, like, actually the real number was thousands of people, and, like, how they weren't – the government wasn't letting people leave and stuff like that. Like, all these un- unconfirmed things that we've heard from several people. But, but the concern I do have about it is that, peop- like, how do I know exactly what's true? Because, like, the Chinese government is saying one thing, and I know I can't trust them. And people are posting these hysterical videos, and I know I can't necessarily trust that. So I don't know where to go to figure out what actually is going on. You gotta go there yourself, dude. Exactly, but, like, I'm not gonna fucking go there, because if it's, like, as bad as people are saying, I don't want <laughs> yeah. fucking <laughs> You're fucked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's weird. Um, uh, yeah, other news than that, though, uh, apparently uh, French authorities confirmed three cases inside the, the country, the first known in uh, Europe. Yeah, and there was one in Seattle, like, actually, in America, too. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and like the thing about that like is, though, dude. the very interesting thing is coronavirus actually isn't that... Like, it's a known virus. It's not, like, a new thing, you know? It's not, like, the fucking bubonic plague or something where it was just came out of nowhere and wiped out everyone. Like, we know what this is. And, like, we know how to treat the symptoms. So it makes me think that, like, the virus is not actually what's killing people. It's the lack of access to healthcare that's killing them. And, like, because, like, the guy in Seattle that got it, he's fine. Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him. Like, all the people in Europe that have gotten it are fine. And like none of there has been no deaths that I've heard of confirmed outside of China, so um, it makes me think that what's really happening is the healthcare system is just totally breaking down over there, and they they don't have the resources yeah. to deal with the the level of infection going on. It's fucking crazy. And oh, also, like, if you think about that happening somewhere like Wuhan today, has yeah. eleven million people, David. 
And that's a lot that of people. city is totally quarantined. Like, no one allowed out or in. 11 million people. Yeah, that's a fucking lot of people. That's insane. And, like, I don't Would know. Would you like, think that the Chinese government is letting the people die right now? Not on purpose, no. Like, see, that's the thing is, like, a lot of Americans, I've heard this. Like, but what purpose would that serve? And what reason would the Chinese government have to do that? Like, let's just ask ourselves that. Like, why know. would they intentionally let thousands or millions even of people die or you know what like, you're literally just creating like rebels and insurgents like anti-china people in, within your yeah. own country there's no purpose in doing that but but um, i do think that maybe they're not equipped to handle it and they're yeah, trying like, to like trying to hide that fact, they don't want to you know? make it be obvious yeah that they can't right. handle their own situations exactly and like and and it may even be that they can handle it but like it requires a ton of logistics things and they're trying to contain it because like I mean, as morbid as it sounds, like, let's say that you you had the opportunity to handle a situation like the one in Wuhan that's going on right now. But let's say that if it got significantly worse, then maybe you couldn't handle it. Like, you're faced with this really weird choice where you're like, okay, well, we could send in things and experts to go help them, but we don't know if that's even going to work. Or we could just quarantine them and just smother them and let them let let them deal with this and see what happens you know <laughs> like eventually either everyone with the disease is going to die or they're going to be fine you know and you never really know until it's over <laughs> yes yeah, fucked up so i don't know i mean there could be a number of things happening and it's really scary but i think like as an american you'll be fucking fine like if you get sick just go to the doctor and you'll be fine i think in healthy adults it has like a three percent fatality rate which is even lower than the flu so it's it's not actually that bad <laughs> Yeah, it's the fucked up. What's going on? True, true. Have you heard anything about the impeachment trials, David? Uh, a little bit, but I feel like you have something to say about them. Um, I was just gonna talk about the most recent like video that came out about Donald Trump, like telling people to basically like assassinate someone. Really? Have you heard? Yeah. Like, let's hear it. The, this guy Les Parnas or whatever like basically has like the smoking gun on Trump basically saying about like of a Ukrainian official quote like take her out end quote or you know get rid what? of her take her out yeah like and I don't know like the context context of the conversation like it's not necessarily assassination but like who the fuck talks like that? This man, he's like a fucking yeah. mob boss, dude. <laughs> take he her thinks out. He, exactly. Like, he's sitting No, fucking... I meant take her out to dinner. <laughs> take her out to dinner and convince her to go along with our plan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, her name was Ambassador Marie... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Marie Yovanovitch. Uh, Yovanovitch. Okay. Ambassador Mary Yovanovitch. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, that it's very yeah. compelling <laughs> evidence, though. And like, uh, I'm interested interested to see because the the Republicans Jesus. are not. So they funny. don't want <laughs> they don't want witnesses at the trial, which is really strange, don't you think? Yeah, kind of weird, champ. Kind of fucking weird, champ. The Republicans are fighting so hard to keep the uh, you know witnesses off the bench. Why would you do that unless you knew someone like Les Parnas obviously has the fucking smoking gun? And the only problem with that is that. Um, an impeachment is not it's not it's not the will of the people you know it's the will of the senate 
And if if the Senate cannot maintain a majority of people who want to remove him, then he's going to remain in office, just like we said before. You know, like like we said yeah. before, the House even voted on the impeachment. Uh, like David said, like I said, it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. There's no reason to get excited happen. about it. And like, if a fucking miracle happens, and for some reason, like um, you know, Doug Jones and fucking um, Romney and like a couple other Republicans decide to flip for some weird fucking reason. Even then, let's say Trump gets removed from office, we're gonna have fucking President um, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. <laughs> so like, is it really gonna be uh, better? There's no point in worrying your mind with this situation that's going on right now. Yeah, we are literally just waiting for them to just leave the office. Exactly. Whether by force or by fucking popular vote, eventually they have to leave. So I mean, it is yeah. what it is. But it's yeah, kind of fucking crazy that like, the concern of uh, of a. Uh, Trump 2020 is like a possibility. I mean, right. I said this on the last podcast, but I want to say it again. It's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying, but like I, I almost it's terrifying, and I can't believe that it's possible. Yeah, I can't believe it's even possible for a, an impeached president to run again. Like that is such a fucking oversight. Who who wrote that shit in the Constitution? Yeah, that is absolutely it's fucked. Because I don't know. I mean, like it's obvious. It was meant to be this way. They like it this way because the House represents the people and the Senate represents the bourgeois, the state, the government. And, I mean, the Senate will always protect the government. So it, that's just how it is. It's how oh, it yeah, is, and brother. that's what we knew it from the start. So it's I don't know. It's been like this forever. Exactly. But, um, yeah, other news, though. Hot news. Fresh hot news. Right, straight off the fucking grill, dude. Five hours ago. Uh, uh, Des Moines uh, Registry endorses Elizabeth Warren. Really, I did not see Fresh, this. Fresh, hot, off the, off the Fucking griddle, dude. man. I don't think it's going to matter, though. Did you see the Iowa poll uh, with Bernie? God, he is, yeah, yeah, Bernie is fucking wiping the yes. fucking floor with these dude, snakes. Dude, he's doing so well, dude. He's dude, doing so well. Warren single-handedly so, did the oh, most so for scared. Bernie's campaign. I'm, I'm so, so scared, scared bro. There's that so much the on the line. going to fuck him, dude. They're going to fuck him again, dude. I mean, okay, there's no super delegates, though. So, I mean, that's 2016 can't happen again. So it it all comes down to the fucking voters. Like it all comes down to whether or not the Sanders campaign was able to generate enough buzz around him and his platform. And I think and I I want to yeah, say knock on it, fucking wood. He's... I think they've done it. I mean everyone yeah, loves it's him. It's been dude. insane. Everyone loves him. Everyone's fucking tweeting about him constantly, dude. It's constantly. And I know Twitter is not real life. I know. I fucking yeah, know. But like he is energizing people yeah. that don't normally vote. And like that's why God. it's so hard to predict what's going to happen and it seems like yeah, we're on a fucking t- knife's edge right yeah, now. We've we've talked to one of our friends about this and I don't know if it's cuz me and Caleb are in like the the Bernie Sanders bubble on like Twitter. And then, like, that's why we, like, we see that there's so much support for him. But, like, I don't know, dude. It seems like it's everywhere. It does. And, like, I, 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 don't, I don't buy that narrative that it's, it's just on Twitter. Because, like, these, these groups of people that don't normally vote, like, yeah, those are the people that populate Twitter. Sure. But, like, we're not, you're not counting all these people, these, like, just low-class Americans that are doing everyday jobs that are just living their lives, not posting on the fucking twitter or like uh, hashtag yeah, you don't have to you know, you know bernie tweet, bros. but like I'm, p- I'm pretty sure there's people who look at twitter you know like exactly and like they're getting all the eyes they can on bernie sanders and i think that's the most important part right and where are they getting their news from they're getting it from cnn they're getting it from msnbc and what do they see they turn on their news and they see bernie sanders at just waxing everybody in the polls yeah, how does that look well. for the average voter it looks great 
people love yeah. him. People love his platform. And like you know, they also want those people to like you know the Joe uh, Joe Rogan thing. It's been pretty controversial. Uh, have you heard? Oh, well, about let's that? talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. What do you think about that endorsement? Um, I'm glad that Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders, you know, gets more people on the Bernie train, you know, right. maybe he flips some of those, you know, people who are like Joe Rogan, like fucking love him, like religiously, they're like, you know, fucking I'm voting for Bernie Sanders and my man is, you know? Yeah. And I feel like most of the Rogan fans are probably Yang people. So like, um, yeah. it's, it's interesting to see that. And like, I don't, I don't think I've talked about him on this podcast, but as far as Rogan, like, I'm not a huge fan of the guy and like he's very he's very much like a center left libertarian and like you know obviously i don't agree with libs but the thing about it is is he has a huge fucking platform and like he is the basically the epitome of the person that the average socialist like you and me should be trying to convert to to voting for Bernie because he's the kind of guy that is susceptible to our message because he's not he's not a fucking communist he's not a socialist like some of us might be but he does like he does like legal weed. He does like universal healthcare. He does like, <laughs> yeah. especially legal weed. But you know, th- th- things yeah. that Bernie talks about, he likes, and that's the point. Normal people like his platform, regardless of what label you use to call it. If you want to call it socialism, if it makes you happy to call it that, it can. But average people don't give a fuck about the political theory behind it. They just want to be able to go to the fucking doctor every once in a while, you know. Yeah. So. I thought the endorsement was really good. And to all the leftists online that are saying like, oh, he should reject the endorsement. Just go fuck yeah, yourself, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, it, he has a huge a platform. Move, dude. Exactly. Why would he I shut would be, it? Sanders went so on bad. Rogan's show like a year yeah. ago. Like why yeah. would he ever didn't like say no to this endorsement? It's absurd. Yeah. And like, yeah, maybe and, one know, day when we commit an armed insurrection against the U.S. government and turn into the socialist utopia we all yearn for someday, yeah, we can put Rogan on the fucking wall. But until then, <laughs> we need people until like him. Then, fuck yes. We need. I love. I love you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. Like he'll listen to the the podcast. I don't know. I hope. Dude, maybe dude. someday. <laughs> he's a busy man. Maybe he's yeah. one day he'll be on our show. Yeah, dude, that would be great. I'd love to go on Rogan. I mean, like, okay, yeah. I just want to be clear about Rogan. Like, the thing I don't like about it is it's not actually him. It's not oh, him. I like him as a up, person. Dude, he's covering up. Okay, so. but the thing I don't like about the Joe Rogan experience is, like, a lot of times he'll have right-wing people on, and he won't challenge their views. That's what I don't like about him. It's the same thing I don't like. It's it's one of the things I do like about people like Destiny, because people well, will come on like Destiny. Interview, you know? Exactly. He's more of an interviewer, but I don't think that that's appropriate because his his platform is so big and he has so many young fans that when he gets someone like Richard Spencer on and he's literally just talking about being like a Nazi in 2020 and like all these or, you know, whatever year he had him on and like people, these young people are watching and like hearing Richard Spencer looking nice and talking to Joe Rogan and being cool and smoking weed or whatever. Um, like th- that's just not I just don't I don't think that's responsible platforming. <laughs> that's all. That's the only thing I don't like about him. Understandable. Let's get back on topic. You know, Elizabeth Warren, um, she got endorsed by Demon's Registry. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we were talking about that. I, like I said, though, I don't think it's going to matter. Bernie just has such a large lead against her in Iowa. Right now, it's really just between him and Biden. And, like, I, I, I Honestly, it's just crazy to me, like, that they would endorse uh, someone who's r- running third in the polls, you know? like I mean, New York Times endorsed... And Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar because they couldn't fucking choose between them, so they did a dual woman uh, power ticket. <laughs> like it's the crazy. the lib news is fucking worthless, David. <laughs> it's just so fucking insane. It is insane, uh, man. Got Amy, bro. 
Like, Lamey I Amy. I, like, I, to be, like, I want to be honest to everyone here. I didn't know who Amy Klobuchar was <laughs> until she was on the presidential <laughs> debate. I was confu- okay. I was like, who is this? Like, I've never heard of this person. They are running less than 3% in the polls right now. Seriously. And you have this person on instead of Andrew Yang or anybody, literally anyone. Like, the thing, the thing I don't like about Andrew Yang, though, is, like, he's, like, one issue, man. Like, yeah. UBI. And, like, that's the only thing. Like, what else can you say, Yang, other than UBI, please? Yeah. I'd love to I, know. I don't know. Like, okay. We talked about this this issue a little bit last podcast, remember, with Steyer, because I was like, I don't necessarily mind it when people come on with a single issue, because it forces the de- the, the, the debates to include issues like that. Um, like, for example, in the past, people with gun control, like, there would be people who literally run presidential candidates, uh, candid- uh, fuck me, presidential campaigns just to get on the debate stage and talk about gun control. Like, Yang is pretty much doing the same thing for UBI, and Steyer is doing the same thing for climate change. I don't necessarily disagree with that tactic. But, like, Yang is yeah. is actually running for president, like, unironically running for president. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks yeah. he can win, and, like, it's funny because it's a fucking joke. It's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I s- uh, we, talk, we talk about with the, I talk about Andrew Yang, I feel like, way too much. Yeah, like not, not on the pod, though. Uh, uh, we, yeah. we don't talk about it much on the pod. But yeah, we talk about <laughs> it a lot. Every time I bring him up, though, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, why? You're yeah, making me so cringe. he's so cringy, man. Yeah. God, fuck. did you see that video of him, like, squirting uh, <laughs> fucking whipped cream on people's face? Uh, dude, I love that. I love the fu- that fucking meme, dude. <laughs> so fucking It's one of my favorite memes. Yeah, it's so uh, funny. I actually have a really good, like, uh, you know, uh, fucking, I have a really good landlord story. How about... You ready to talk oh, about Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Some recent news with you. Fuck. Yeah. yeah it's more depressing news, really. Well, actually, it, it has a happy ending, so I'm happy to... Um, right. Let's talk about it. I haven't gotten right. to tell you this because I just it. found out today. <laughs> um, so, basically, like... So, my girlfriend and I live together in a small apartment in, like, a Section 8 housing in, uh, in this, like, kind of bad area of town. You know, quote-unquote bad. The poor area. The part that they want us to think is bad. But anyway, <laughs> politics the aside. The black area. Exactly. <laughs> the politics aside, the hip-hop uh, the hip hop style neighborhood that I live in, um, my landlord literally came to my door. And, uh, like, my girlfriend didn't know who she was. So she opened the door. <laughs> and the person said, oh, you have such uh, a cute dog. And they took a picture of our dog. And then we got what literally that. Fuck? I know. And like my girlfriend like didn't think about it because they woke us up at like fucking 730 to come and talk to us. And so she took a picture of our dog and left. And then like we got an email about an hour later basically saying like you have 14 days to evict the fucking premises. And either that or you have to get rid of the dog. And I'm like, well, we can't get rid of the dog because this is, you know, our fucking family dog. I'm not getting rid of it. And like I was kind of under the impression that we were able to get pets we just had to pay a fee so like our plan was basically just to get the dog and then like not say anything and if we get caught we were going to just pay the fee and just, <laughs> yeah. and move on right because we didn't we didn't want to pay it but we were willing to pay it and we could if we needed to but then basically they came back and said and, and like we were like oh well let's just pay the pet fee we're fine with that we just got him this month and we you know we lied and said yeah. we just got him this month and they were like oh no the new they just recently sold the apartments to a new a new owner and they don't allow any pets whatsoever unless you had already had a lease that said you could have a pet so they were literally telling us like yeah you have to get either get rid of the dog or get the fuck out so like we we're scrambling to find a new fucking apartment because we're basically going to be homeless in 14 days and then like basically 12 days passed and Lily and I had found a new apartment and we were literally packing our shit to get ready to move 
on like a on a weekend's notice basically and then we we text our landlord and we're like okay our lease you you sent us a, a notice that said our lease is ending on sunday and if you're not willing to work with us we're getting out on sunday and like we we're like we just want to make sure our lease ends on sunday right and then finally she texts us back she's like no your lease doesn't end if you move away we're gonna sue you for the, like the remainder of your lease i'm like what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about we, you, you're kicking us out we're getting evicted we've already applied to a new apartment and we're about to sign a fucking lease to go to this new place and they're like no you can't move out because that's a violation of the lease i'm like bitch we're, <laughs> apparently we're already violating the fucking lease anyway so oh like what are we God, supposed dude. to do here because uh, like we just basically have to wait for you to fully evict us and then like move out into the street and then move into a new fucking apartment and like she made it seem that way and so like we just fought back and forth and landlords are fucking rats because they always just lie to you because she told us like oh you have 14 days to move out i'm like okay well first of all our state says you must give us 30 days minimum to move out so at the very minimum we're getting 30 days and on top of that normally you have to take someone to court to evict them because evicting someone is not an easy process obviously it shouldn't be and it isn't like a landlord has to accuse you of breaking something unless you've literally killed someone or like blown their property up like beyond repair they're not allowed to evict you on such a short notice and without some kind of trial and evidence and shit so like mm-hmm. so i'm gonna take that I, shit to court exactly like we we have we're supposed to have the opportunity to to defend ourselves and they're basically telling us no we don't have to do any of that because you broke the lease and i'm like that's not how that fucking works but but i don't have a money for a lawyer or anything so i basically have to just let them walk all over us and like yeah and like obviously i don't enjoy it but it's like what what other option do i have so basically i'm the way i'm looking at it like we just have to get the fuck out and then she hits us back and tells us, like, okay, you can pay the pet fee and the fucking month-to-month, like, uh, pet <laughs> pet thing instead. And I'm like, okay, so uh, we basically just spent $90 on an application to an apartment. And, like, all, we're literally hours away from signing a, a lease to a new apartment and moving away when she texts us back. And, like, it, it was so fucking disgusting because it was so obvious that they were just trying to fucking intimidate us the whole time yeah. to get us to get rid of the dog. And, like, they yeah. told us that our dog did damage and that our house smelled. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You have never sent anyone to our home. No one in your entire company has ever entered our house to know that it smells or it has damage. And none of those, neither of those things are true. So, like, they're making they accusations the of... smell the, the dank weed. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. They, they told us that our house smelled like dog. And I was like, well, that's not possible because even if that were true, which it isn't, they didn't send anyone in here to know that. So they just bit boldly lied to us and said that our dog caused damage to the property, which also is not true. And they also have not sent anyone to inspect. And so, like, I, I was doubting myself. I'm like, really? I didn't see any damage. I literally looked around the house and no fucking damage. I'm like, no, there's no damage. You must be confusing us with someone else. And then she literally told us, yeah, oh, sorry. I'm thinking about the other apartment. I'm like, what the what fuck the are fuck? you talking about? You're sending us a fucking uh... eviction notice. These fucking worms do not, like, they, we're just a fucking tech like a chick a checkbox to them on a fucking form but they're like if they're making us homeless in four in two weeks but for them yeah. it's like nothing like we would text her and yeah, be like we care. need we need clarification it's on this asap paycheck, bro. yeah like we were texting her saying like we're about to sign a lease i need you to tell me right the fuck now if we're allowed to stay or not because we're signing a lease that, that yeah, we can't we afford to, to pay get rid of the dog Exactly, and I'm like, because like, like no, obviously no, 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 they want your fucking money still, you know? They're not gonna like, exactly, oh, and that's man, what I was telling Lily. They've lived here for this long; they just want your money. 
and we've never been late on rent or anything. That's what I was telling Lily. They're I was like, like oh, they man, are really stupid good. if they get rid of us. Like, they are so yeah. stupid if they get rid of us. It costs ten times more to sign a new tenant than it does to keep an existing one. No one wants to get rid of tenants if they don't yeah. literally damage the property beyond repair. Like, I was saying. And they're saying. like, fuck, we got to go back. <laughs> like, we can't. Exactly. They're about to leave us. Yeah, so, like, in a way, we kind of called their bluff. But, like, also, we have so little power in that situation. Like, because... I mean, like, I wouldn't mind moving. I don't want to move on such a short notice, but, like, I wouldn't mind it. And luckily, I'm financially stable enough to be able to pull it off. But imagine I wasn't, you know? Like, they're just threatening me. And, like, it was so stressful. And, like, I just felt so helpless because I couldn't do anything. It was like, I'm just waiting for them to kick us out at any moment. Uh, I'm it glad was, that uh, yeah, didn't end on a happy uh, notice. I guess you got to pay a little more every fucking month now. But I mean, that's fine. We were willing to do that the whole time. But like, what I don't understand is if that's what they wanted to get out of us, if they wanted us to get rid of the dog or to pay a fee, why would they not just fucking say that instead of dangling eviction in front of our face like we're some kind of fucking rats and we're just like scattering yeah. and trying to like desperately figure out how to get our shit together and move out in time. Yeah. It when was the most shady me, uh, shit, especially coming to our door and pretending to be a stranger and taking a picture yeah. of our dog like a fucking CIA operative like yeah. who the fuck do you think you <laughs> yeah, are man fuck, dude? holy yeah, shit was that was so that fuck. pissed me off so bad i uh, hope that bitch comes to my mode. fucking door again i will knock her uh, never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but anyway oh. yeah god uh. man i was so upset and like it was so stressful because like for basically uh. 10 days i didn't know if i was gonna have a, a home yeah when but... you mentioned me like uh basically like yeah a couple days ago about that i was like fuck dude like what does that even mean you know like yeah what's gonna happen i don't now? know I didn't know. I genuinely didn't know. And, like, it was scary, dude. I didn't know yeah, what it was, I was going to do. It was kind of hard to, like, you know, support you there when all I could say is, like, fuck, I hope you don't get kicked out. Good luck, you know? But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all I can. That's all I can do. I mean, like, it worked out, yeah. luckily, and we don't have to move. But, God, I don't know. We're out of here as soon as our fucking lease is up because this place is a shithole anyway. Like, it has a fucking roach yeah. infestation. Oh, and that's another thing I said. Oh, I was like, the rats. Yeah, we luckily we don't have rats, but like I know some of our neighbors obviously, <laughs> and uh, like we have a roach Fucking problem. Matt, dude. And and we we told them that we we're like, well, we've been having issues with roaches. So honest, like I told when when they were giving us all this bullshit and trying to give us an ultimatum basically to get rid of the dog, I was like, oh, actually, you know, we've kind of been having issues with this unit too because the unit next door to us has a roach infestation, and we're we're getting all these roaches in our house, and like we've been telling the exterminators that come every month, we're like, this is not doing anything. We really need more. And they're like, okay, I'll talk to the landlord. But then when I texted her and I was like, well, you guys have not really been holding up your end of the lease either because we have a roach infestation ever since we moved in. And she's like, well, you've never put in an official work order. I'm like, okay. So because we were telling the people that you sent to our house, we're telling them to their face, like this isn't working. But because I didn't go on the website and put in an official work order, I don't have any evidence that I actually did that. So like, let's say we went to court, I would lose. Even though I was telling them, and, like, obviously I was – they knew about it, obviously, but there's no official fucking work order. So I screwed myself a little bit on that because I never thought it was going to be important. But then it ended up being important. important. Kicking myself about that, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. It's a mistake I won't make again. God, I don't know. But luckily, you know, you came out – Came on the fucking other side. Looking yeah, left in the me. south will continue in yeah. my current apartment until <laughs> like, at least dude, I was June. like, dude, left in the south is gonna have to have a fucking like you know hiatus. A yeah. break, hiatus. I was gonna have to pull out my fucking second. laptop and record some episodes in my car <laughs> on the yeah. McDonald's Wi-Fi. Yeah, fuck, but luckily dude. it didn't come to that. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> ah, but um, but yeah, that's all I have, man. You want to move on to the philosophy question? You got a you got a hot it. one in the pipe for me. Um, 
Possibly, possibly. I don't know how fast you'd answer this or how long this discussion <laughs> will last, really. But um, the question for you. Do ghosts and spirits of our deceased loved ones exist or are they only mental projections? And that is the question of the week. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, what do you think about no, that? No, what do you they even think? Exist. They, they don't, don't exist. They don't exist. So, like, but what does that mean, though? Um, I think it's an interesting question because have you ever seen the movie Inception? Yes. Good yeah. Movie. Okay. So that movie uh, really makes me think about the differences between the way that you view people and the way that they really are, right? Because mm. in the movie. This is a spoiler for Inception. If you haven't seen that decade-old movie, maybe turn yeah. off the podcast. But anyway, yeah, stop so now. The, Skip the main character finds out that his or his, the main character's wife dies, right? But she continues to live on in his dreams as a projection of her. And like the the issue with it is that like he was never able to fully construct like a perfect replica of his wife. So like it's basically like it's all of the like all the small things that make someone. That, you know that differentiate us between each like other the real. small things that you pick up about someone in their life like when you live with them and when you know them really well like he wasn't able to copy those things and so basically the the wife in his dream is not like his real wife because you know his real wife is such a nuanced person yeah. and i kind of see ghosts like that as well like you never like pe- people are just projecting their image of whoever it was and they're 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 seeing them the way that they saw them but like yeah it's that's different. not how they truly were you know yeah and like everyone you speak to you all you know the only memories you have of people are just the way that you witnessed it it's never like and the way that they them, witnessed yeah. it yeah so there's always some subjective nature to it and that's that's how i know that's one of the ways one of the many ways i know that ghosts are not real <laughs> But what do you think? I don't think it's asking if like ghosts are real. I don't think it's asking if ghosts are real, but asking if like does that person still exist now? You know, they're in the earth, they're in the dirt, they no longer are walking, right, on this plane of reality, right? Like, do they still exist? Yeah, I would say yes. I think that we live on through through our labor, through the things that we do and the effects that we have on people. Yeah, obviously they don't like they don't exist. But, like, in your mind, I guess they're still there. Like, so, thank God I haven't had any, like, close family members die, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the closest family member that I've, like, apparently, like, you know, I've been with. My grandfather's father died. Uh, your great-grandpa. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, my great-grandpa. And then my grandfather died. But, um, yeah, he, like, apparently I was, like, with him as a kid a lot. And, like, I still, I kind of remember that a little bit. You know, just a little bit though, and like I didn't, you know, it didn't really affect me when he died because I didn't really know him, and like I just knew him, you know, he was my great, great, you know, great grandfather, right? But I didn't really like knew who he, like know who he was. Like, does he exist still? Even though I didn't really know who he was to me, yeah, I just know his name, his face. Yeah, you don't know like what he was like. Yeah, like what he like was like in like person. Like he had to be taken care of. You know, like he wasn't really living. Like. You know, people had to feed him. People had to, like, change him and shit. You know, he's really Well, old. let's say if you were to dream about him, what would you dream? I don't know. Like, nothing, dude. Maybe nothing? him just sitting down in, like, a wooden chair. Rocking right. back and forth. But, like, uh, so that's I don't your even, like, projection remember what of his him. voice or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, 
yeah ghosts ghosts exist in that way like they exist in the sense that like whenever someone dies your image of them never really goes away but it kind of gets like less sharp if that makes sense yeah so you like you lose certain aspects of someone in your memory that you would you would still get if they were alive so i don't know it's kind of it's sad but also in a weird way it's not sad because when you when you finally like let's say 10 years from now let's say i die today and then 10 years from now you're looking back like the things you're gonna you're not gonna remember exactly what i was like and exactly what i sounded like and exactly what i did and all my mannerisms but the things that you do remember are going to be the things that were most important to you you know what i mean yeah and even though it's not 100 percent right it's like that that was what was important to you and like i don't know that something about that is happy to me like when i die i want people to remember me that way i want i want people to look back and even if they're not able to reconstruct exactly how i was like i want to have a positive effect on people yeah i uh, i agree i like i want people to remember me when i'm when i pass when i'm dead yeah and sometimes i think about that when i think about someone else like like i think about a certain person or someone else like and must be like feel really good that someone's thinking about them you know like i'm thinking about them you know if i were them i would you know someone's thinking about me that's nice Yeah. yeah do you ever feel guilty when someone dies and you don't really care uh uh i don't know i just I haven't had like any situation where it's like someone i think i should have cared about i had a had a grandma die at one like 102 great grandma actually but like her and i she and i were really close because i used to take care of her basically and um i don't know when she died i just i didn't really care <laughs> because i mean she was like a hundred fucking years old like you expected it, yeah. Yeah, it's like it wasn't a surprise, and like, I don't know. Even though I spoke to her like very often, sometimes every day, especially like when I was taking care care of her, it was literally every day. And like, I just, I don't know. I never felt a deep connection with her because I don't, what what did we have to relate with each other? And so like when she died, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, that sucks. And I the thing that I actually upset me was how upset that I knew other people that were closer with her were going to feel. Like, that was the thing that really made me mm. upset was knowing that, like, okay, now my grandpa has to grieve because his his mom died, you know? That so was you the never thing felt that really bad that, like, you never, you never felt bad because, like, man, I should have, like, felt worse or, like, I should have felt something? Did yeah, like, I, yeah, I felt like, you know, is it, I, I started feeling guilty because I was like, man, shouldn't I be more upset about this? Because... You know, someone's dead. Like, this is a human life, like, gone forever. And, all like, anything that I may have wanted to ask her or about her life or, like, any stories that I wanted to know, like, I'll never have the opportunity to speak to her again or, and to, like, know her unique experiences. And, like, yeah. even even after considering all of that, I was just like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't really care. And, like, I started to wonder maybe, like, something was wrong with me, you know? Like, yeah. Am I like a heartless I actually bastard? Have a similar story. So this is about when my grandfather died, and I remember. I remember. I don't know why, but I remember this. My mom telling me that he died. Me, my brother, and my sister run the stairs, and my mom was crying, and she was saying that you know, Papa Lloyd, that's what his name was. You know, Papa Lloyd died, and like my like brother and sister started crying, but I didn't start crying. So I don't know. I'm like I didn't. It wasn't sad. I don't know. I didn't know him, but like. Later, I was really young. I was like 11 or something like that. And I like, thought that I'm like, I'm, I didn't cry. I wasn't crying. I was, I thought it was weird that my brother and sister were crying. Like we didn't really know him that well. Right. 
And I thought, I was thinking later, like after that, I'm like, should I have cried? Should I have felt bad? Like, yeah. I don't know why my, why my brother's, like, why my brother's crying, you know? My brother and sister are crying. I don't, we didn't know him that well. Like, we just know him as, like, you know, children. I don't know. Even then, I feel like I didn't know him that well. Yeah, no, I definitely relate to that. And I don't, I don't think that there is anything wrong with us. I think that there's no reason to perform. Like, if you, if you really don't, if you really didn't have a connection with them, like, it's not like it's your fault. It's not like it's yeah, anybody's I, fault. Because I remember, like, my brother asking, like, aren't you sad? Like, aren't you sad that he died? And um, it was, like, weird. It was, you know, like, he, he asked me, like, he's like, you know, why aren't you sad? I don't know. I guess I didn't know him. Yeah, I don't know. Why am I not sad right now? There's hundreds of people dying right now everywhere. And, like, you know, hundreds of people die yeah, every day. And I don't weep for those people, so... Uh, sometimes I sometimes I think I was a fucking woke ass kid, dude. <laughs> you were, you were so know. philosophically developed. Yeah. You're like I I need not weep uh, for mm. those who are lost, <laughs> for they live on within us as uh, memories, as <laughs> shades of their former selves. <laughs> Basically, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I, but like I said though, I think that that is actually a happy thing. Like even though you're gone and like it's sad and like obviously none of us want to be dead because being alive is pretty okay. Like. I don't know. It's just the idea that I'll live on in someone's head as like a happy memory. That's really what I just want to strive for. Like, it's not like a narcissism thing. I don't want everyone to love me, but it's like the people that I'm close to, I just want them to, to remember me in a fond way when I'm gone. So and to, then I will live on as a ghost. Yeah. So to reiterate the question, if uh, anyone forgot what the question was, it's it's do you ghost and spirits of our deceased loved ones exist or are they only, only mental projections? Yeah. So break down our final answer. What's your final answer, David? Um. Honestly, I'm still pretty fucking torn. Really. <laughs> what do you think? Before I say what I think. Okay, I think that the idea that ghosts and spirits exist is obviously bullshit. But yeah. like the the idea that someone lives on. In, in your mind as a projection i think that that is true and i don't think that is anything to be sad about really i think that's just my final answer i think that we all have to accept that and just try to be the best spirit in someone's head that you possibly can be when you die yeah uh, and with that uh thank you for listening to episode 11 of left in the south as always i'm david i'm caleb goodbye wait i want to do that again hold on, hold on. i want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> say i'm david and as always, I'm David. I'm Caleb. <laughs> Goodbye. Did I like doing the last dun, episode? Dun. We're in, I don't know if we did it. I don't know if we said goodbye at the same time or you did it like that. Yeah, we no. did. We did. That was sick. I didn't <laughs> have to edit it. <laughs> that was actually uh, so good.